When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Well, the Rugby League World Cup is underway in the UK, of course. Uh, one man who will be keeping a keen eye on it is the Warriors' incoming head coach, Andrew Webster. And after a tough NRL season, the club here have plenty to work on if they turn things around in 2023. Time will tell if they have uh, the right man at the helm, but there's always plenty of excitement around and, and Andrew Webster. His appointment following his success at Penrith as the attack coach. And it is our great pleasure to welcome uh, the incoming coach uh, onto our show for the first time. Andrew, good morning to you and thanks for your time. Morning, Finney. How are you, mate? Yeah, really, really good, pal. Uh, listen, here, how are you settling into life at the Warriors? I mean, you've been here before, but uh, you're coming back in a slightly more powerful role. How's, how are you settling in? Yeah, mate, it feels like home. It um, feels like I never left. Um, I just mean like getting around the city, um, you know, where I used to go for dinner and play the cafes. You know, a lot, a lot has changed, but a lot hasn't. So it feels like home. As for the Warriors, mate, um, yeah, I've been at work for four days. So um, really enjoying it. Just um, a lot of the same staff, which is really cool. A lot of different people, which is nice to see. Uh, definitely feels like a fresh start. And I just feel like a lot of excitement about the opportunity of everyone coming home, and yeah, I feel, I feel like it's home for me already. Andrew, um, based on your success that you had with the Panthers, I would imagine it wasn't just the, the Warriors that uh, showed interest in you. Uh, why did you choose uh, coming back to New Zealand? Yeah, I, I think um, I think it's a huge advantage already being to a place. I think if you're, a, you're going to take your first appointment as a head coach, you want to know you're going to feel comfortable there, and you want to know that you understand the bones of the organisation and um, you sort of, you watch them from afar um, when it's your old club. You always keep a closer eye on them than you probably do a club that you've never worked at. Um, and also having friends here and people I worked with, whilst uh, I'm sure the, the results haven't, haven't been what everyone's wanted, always feel like if uh, a few things change and feel like I could have an impact with other people on those things. So... Um, that always, I think that's a huge advantage um, of actually lived, I've lived that and been here and understand that. Um, and also speaking to the club and knowing where they wanted to take and what their vision was, was really aligned with what I, what was, I was interested in. And also I love the city, love the people. Like I actually, um, my wife and I, when we lived here, love the place. So, um, yeah, I, this, this was a huge advantage for me for my first appointment. Um, where the club is at and where I think we can go and, and been here before. Andrew, of course, um, every every uh, NRL side has a, a, a very passionate support base. 
Warriors, of course, are passionate, but they've also been starved of a lot of action because of COVID, etc. So this is quite uh, an exciting season in that regard for the fans. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you look at look when the games had came home late last year, you look at the... Um, obviously, just see how much they, they missed it. Um, already been in town for four days. You can really see a lot of people talking about it. You can see the passion, the excitement. Um, yeah, we just we just got to give them something exciting there um, to cheer about. Um, but I think I think the um, the fan base here is probably it's got to be one of the most loyal, if not the most loyal fan base uh, in the NRL. Um, yeah, and just excited for for us to reconnect uh, with the whole community. I think the way they reconnected at the end of the last year, the way the club did it, and the players and. Uh, had some strong performances at home, I think. You know, and that, that game against the Tigers when they came home, walking through that tunnel with the fireworks, I was sitting at home with goosebumps. So uh, I think the fans the fans are going to have to be really excited that we can reconnect with them all. Andrew, in terms of uh, your coaching staff, uh, as you say, you're only four days into uh, the role officially as such, but uh, what role specifically for your coaching setup um, do you envisage now? Uh, and um, a question from the audience as well, did, did you have any say in picking your coaches or did that come too late? No, no I definitely had a say. Um, so obviously Stacey Jones is a club legend, good friend of mine. Um, I value him as a, what, he, what he delivers to the club as a coach and as a person. Um, obviously, I feel Stacey's going to, if anything, but grow from, from the opportunity of being interim coach and leading the leading the team. So yeah, that was a no-brainer. Um, um, Justin Morgan played the club, plenty of experience. Um, pretty excited um, um, to work with Justin. I worked with him before. Um, around, I think, Justin's strengths are going to suit the way that I think we should play. Um, we um, hired um, Slay, um, we hired a guy called Rich Agar, who's got plenty of international coaching experience. Uh, he was looking to make the move to the NRL from Super League. Uh, a lot of clubs were after him, and I've been lucky enough to work with him at international level um, and coached a lot against him in the Super League. So he's a really experienced head coach in the past and assistant coach. Uh, he's even sat in some general manager roles and things like that. So... Um, yeah, he's, he's really exciting. And we've got Slay Griffin, who's a young up-and-coming coach who's going to coach our New South Wales Cup. Um, and Slay's going to obviously mentor a lot of players transitioning um, up and down from first grade, back down, back up, to make sure eventually that they, they're they here playing every week in, week out in the NRL. And then obviously Adam Blair, which is really cool. The next player's coming on to coach our SG ball side, which is exciting. You've also got, of course, uh, Andrew McFadden coming in to look after recruitment and pathways uh, going forward as well. Have you spoken much with Andrew? Yeah, I have, mate. I have. Um, yeah, yeah. Once again, I spoke about the advantage of being here before. And I think Tucky certainly got that. Uh, he understands the place. He's really excited in that role. Um, you know, having worked with Tucky before, I just know how um, how he how detailed he is around planning and putting putting a plan in place. We, I know Cappy's already pretty excited what the Pathways group has been doing while whilst um, the, the team's been away. Um, so he's walking into something that he thinks can be exciting. Um, there's a big plan for my, myself, the club, uh, and Cappy, and I think everyone agrees, is trying to make sure that we create a really strong pathway for our kids. Um, so 
he's certainly going to let it up. I think I think the strongest thing Cappy can do having an ex uh, like a coaching background is he can just really develop our local coaches as well, uh, and he can also um, streamline and, and make sure that we're keeping the best New Zealand kids in New Zealand. Andrew, uh, you were so successful uh, as the attack coach for the uh, Panthers, of course. Uh, is that is that a part of your portfolio? You want you want to keep your eye on as well? Is that is that something you want to be very hands on with the attack side of it? Yeah, I, I think the last so probably my whole coaching career. I think there's been different times where I've I've been the attack coach, and then I've been lucky enough to do five years in a row as a defence coach here and then back to attack. And uh, I, I think that kind of sets you up for the day that you do become a, a head coach, that you're across it all and you've had experience in both things. Um, I think the big thing I've at the club about and obviously the supportive and agree is trying to just get the, a world-class coaching group together um, that you can trust and know um, that, that, they, that all our ideas are on the same page and they can put together a really cool program for the players. Um, but, yeah, to answer your question, I still want to be hands-on. I want to coach. Um, I've got some ideas around that. But, um, yeah, I'm certainly not going to be as hands-on on the field as I was because um, uh, you've got to be across it all, the defence, the attack, um, the pathways. You, you've got to have an eye on everything. But I'm certainly going to be more hands-on, I think, a lot of head coaches initially. When you took the role and since you took the role, have you had any uh, sort of chat with Ivan Cleary uh, about it? Because, of course, uh, he knows uh, pretty much what it takes to, uh, to to be involved with the Warriors at the at the top level. So um, did you, did you, have you spoken much with Ivan? Yes. Oh, oh I, it's funny because um, I worked with Ivan at the Tigers. When I left the Warriors, I spoke to – I worked with Ivan at the Panthers. Um so, like I said, you mentioned before, when, when you always keep an eye on your old club, a club that you like, and um, Ivan and I would have hundreds of discussions about the Warriors, what we saw. Uh, he obviously still loves the place. He talked about Auckland a lot um, and New Zealand and, and how much we loved it here. And then, obviously, when um, I said the Warriors were interested, then, obviously, we had a, we had a million conversations about the process and in, 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 in taking the job. And then, obviously, I had a you know, hundred conversations since into taking the job because I obviously work with him closely every day, um, and he's a good friend of mine. So uh, he's excited for me. He thinks it's going to fit. He's going to um, fit me like a glove. And he's obviously mentioned, he's, you know, any time I want some advice, which I've asked him some questions already. And as he said, he's had he's had heaps of success here, um, and he's obviously had success where he is now. So. Yeah, he, he's definitely going to be a mentor, even though he's going to be a competitor now. Uh, he has been a mentor, and, and he, he's offered to stay that way. That's great news. Uh, Andrew, um, one of the, probably, the, I think, the most depressing things uh, that I remember from last season uh, as, a, as a, you know, a former sportsman myself was the reports that were coming out of the Warriors that uh, from the likes of uh, Nathan Brown, etc., that they didn't feel, and Stacey towards the end, they didn't feel they wanted to play. They didn't feel they had um, the desire to actually get out there and, and give a, a 100% week after week. Uh, you probably read those reports. What, what, what can you do to ensure that doesn't happen this season? Uh, I think, um, and I mean this, I mean, I, I think early on as a group, as a coaching staff and a playing group, we've got to get together and address, you know, the past, meaning last year. 
We'll just talk about it. We've got to review it. Um, we're also going to be a new group, and it's going to be a new season. Um, players are left, new players are coming, new staff moving home. It's a fresh start. But for us to move on, we're going to have to actually address that and have a chat about it. Um, and not just that. Every every aspect about football, technical, tactical, mental, which you're talking about wanting to play, um, and just and just see what the players, you know, are thinking, why, get to the bottom of stuff. And then once we do that, we can move forward. And then um, instead of looking backwards, we can look forward because it's certainly going to be a fresh start. But, yeah, we've just got to address it. The thing for me, I think the best way to do it is um, we're, going to, we're going to have to work hard, we're going to have to build resilience, and we're going to have to become really close as a team. Um, a team that want to play for each other, play for play for the fans and, and you know, play for New Zealand. So I think we create that and we create a happy environment where they want to come to work every day to learn, um, to work hard, but enjoy each other's company and, and make, make them want to come back the next day. That, that's the key. So they want to come back the next day and they're enjoying it. You'll, you'll see that their, um, their efforts will improve. Your, your playmakers at Penrith were outstanding. One of the reasons, of course, I mean, you had a great all-round side, but uh, when you had uh, players the likes of uh, Nathan Cleary to create on your behalf, uh, you've got a great asset there. Who are those players? Who are those players at the Warriors in this coming season? You might hope to get some sort of replication, maybe not to the same level as a Nathan Cleary, but who are those guys you're depending on as such? Well, I think if you look at um, the Panthers, they... Um they actually had a, a great spine, if you look at it. Everyone talks about the spine, so their hooker, their two halves and their fullback. And they even threw in Zio there, and they added him to the spine there and, um, as, the, as their lock and created him as a spine player. Um, <clears throat> if you look at us at the at the Warriors, we've got a really good hooker in Wade Egan. Um, we've got Tamari Martin, who's played in the NRL Grand Finals at 5'8". He's obviously been at the Broncos recently returning, and He's going to come and play in the halves here. Sean Johnson, extremely experienced. I think we go, Sean plays his best football. Warriors are going to win games. I think that's pretty clear. And obviously, Chance, uh, returning to the club. He's played in grand finals as a fullback. Um, he's obviously gone away with the Kiwis. Um, and then you throw out Captain Torres, who can play that middle forward lock role. We've actually, they're the guys, because we've got a strong spine. And we've actually got some young guys. Um, um, Ronald and Metcalf, those guys coming through who, who can challenge these guys to, to position, keep them on their toes. At the same time, they're the guys we're going to be looking to to, to make the team gel and to, to lead us on the field. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. Well, I think um, you know from an outsider looking into one of the one of the other things that which is a little bit concerning is the way that the Warriors leaked tries at times. Uh, so along with Justin, I, I would imagine that's a, a really high priority to make sure it's a damn sight tougher to score against them this time round. Yeah, so um, our coaching model could be completely different too. So like we, we're going to share the share a lot of responsibilities like that too. Um, um, yeah, with with Justin as you mentioned, um, I I feel like a lot of people look at the results of defence and they say, okay, must be. Must be a poor defensive team, which is common sense, and I agree with it. Like you know, they're not. It's pretty obvious they're leaking points and not doing well. But like they said, defence is a lot of attitude. There's a lot of technical parts to it, a lot of physical parts to it, but it's a lot of attitude. So um, we've got to learn to enjoy our defence and then enjoy. You know, defence isn't easy, and we've got to have the right attitude around it. So we've got to adjust and fix that. It's definitely times, but 
definitely times when we didn't show the resilience that we needed. Um, and you also look at um, there's, there's a million different things can put too much pressure on your defence. That could be poor possession, not scoring enough points, um, constantly defending from from errors. You, you, you can't. In the NRL these days, you just can't defend your line all night. We, that's, the, that's the aim that we can show enough resilience that we can. So we want to try and limit the pressure, but if we do do get put under it, we've got to be able to hold our gloves up and fight our way out of it. So I think there's a million different reasons, not a million, it's probably the wrong one, but there's reasons that we've got to, we've got to look into the why the defence was where it was instead of just throwing stones and saying that we had terrible defence. Some of your players, of course, um, as, a, as is the case with other clubs as well, are, are not going to get the, the standard break that they would normally have um, post-NRL season because of the World Cup, which is currently on, uh, Andrew. So what is your timeline? Um, what, are, what are you plotting out in terms of the bulk of your squad, etc., going forward now? Yeah, so um, three-quarters of the... Well, probably... Um, Probably, yeah, probably about 80% of the squad is going to start in November, first week and second week of November. Um, the, the RLPA have rules around when they can and can't come back to training. Um, and we'll get those World Cup boys back after Christmas, which is about five, five of them. So um, we we want to rip in early. I ask the coaches again together now to formulate the plan, how we're going to execute things, um, what content we're going to have. So we're going through that process in the next two weeks. And then the boys will get about a seven-week block before Christmas, which is going to be a long, compared to other clubs, that's quite a long time. So we won't get those other boys back until, the World Cup boys back until after Christmas. And just finally, uh, Andrew, um, have you set, uh, is it too early or have you, have you put a, a goal at the top of the whiteboard yet as if to say, right, 2023, at the end of the 2023 uh, I have achieved that the team goal will be what? I mean, you know, the, uh, the eight, uh, even higher aspirations. Uh, I just, I, I honestly, this is the truth. I think every NRL team says at the start of the season, the objective is to win the competition. Otherwise, we're kidding ourselves. Um, people say that's a crazy expectation. Um, You've you got you to try and chase that every day. Um, I think with goals, I think everyone's learning that it's a bit of a, cliche, it's a bit boring, but you've got to set yourself goals. We've got to set ourselves smaller achievements along the way. So um, we've got to set ourselves a goal that day of training. We've got to set ourselves a, a, from at the start of the week, how we're going to look at the end of the week. We're going to talk about how we're going to look before Christmas, and we've got to break up those goals as we go. Um, because if you do that, you're a better chance of getting to the end goal. So um, putting one like a top eight or something, something like that, I just don't I don't think we should be chasing that. We should be chasing to be the best possible team we can as quick as we can. Um, but we've got to understand how we're going to get there. And they're our goals. Um, they're our, they're our little goals to get to our major one. And we've got to set those every day. So um, we're, we're ambitious. We want to be successful. So no one's going to sell ourselves short. But we're not going to refer to winning the comp or lifting trophies all the time. We're going to refer to what what is the hard work, what is the detail, and what do we need to get there. That's the most important thing we talk about all the time, Rafferty. Andrew Webster, great to have you uh, back uh, in the role with the Warriors and uh, particularly as the boss this time round. Uh, really looking forward to uh, the season uh, and uh, anything that comes out of the Warriors because um, 
We just do. We, we love the Warriors uh, over this part of the world, as you yeah. well know. So, hey, thanks very much, mate, for your time this morning. Uh, all the best with the pre-season, etc. We'll catch up at some stage shortly, I'm sure. Thank you. For sure. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.